This is a podcast from RNIB's Insight Radio. Now, Chris, it's time to take a look at our featured mag, which is, of course, Cosmopolitan magazine. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're looking at some really horrible beauty disasters. Now, I think a lot of us just take it for granted when we go to a salon or if we buy a hair product or we buy something off the shelf that's beauty related, that we're going to be okay. Yes, yes. Uh, First of all, if these cautionary tales don't scare you, we don't know what will. Okay, so first a disclaimer. Most of the beauty treatments you try in your lifetime will be harmless. But for an unfortunate few, an at-home dye job or false eyelashes unfortunately turned into an experience that would scare even the most hardcore horror fans. Don't believe us? Here are some of the most horrible real-life stories we've ever seen. Okay, there's a couple of these are hair-related, so as that's in my... Uh, sort of in my remit. I'll, I'll do those first, if that's okay with you. Absolutely. Okay. A severe allergic reaction to hair dye caused one woman's head to swell. Well, first of all, I'm going to cause a, a, a correction here. If you're in the profession, we don't call it dye; we call it tint or colour. Okay. Dye is what we use on clothes and sheep. Okay. Okay. So I think dye... it's just everybody does tend to call absolutely. it hair dye, don't absolutely, they? Absolutely, absolutely. Mm. And we 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 blanch visibly at the word when people mm-hmm. say they have their hair dyed or whatever. It's tinted. We tint, or we semi-permanent colour, or we permanently colour, or whatever. We don't dye. Uh, after not doing the highly recommended but rarely performed patch test with our hair dye, now. This is one of those things that uh, it will become law one day, but you're meant to come in 24 hours before you get your hair coloured, and we put a patch on your uh, the inside of your elbow. Uh, and this will, if this doesn't flare up, then we can go ahead and tint your hair, colour your hair. Uh, but nobody comes in a day before. No, you see, Chris, it's very, very inconvenient, isn't it? <laughs> of course it is. And the problem is... Uh, I mean, in my entire career of 40-odd years of hairdressing, I have had one problem, but the lady also it could have been her makeup. She changed her makeup as well. And this is a woman who had, had highlights. The colour never touched her scalp, and she decided that she wanted to have a full head colour. And it just so happened that we put the full head colour on, and she just changed her makeup. So it could have been either, because it was her face that was affected, not her head. Right. So I don't know. I mean, the jury's out. Uh, I certainly said to the woman, look, I'll, I'll send stuff away, and we'll see. We can send it away and, and, and have it checked. Um... Uh, this particular lady got, uh, again, her heart, entire head swelled. She was eventually sent to A&E, but fortunately the swelling eventually went down, but she still swore off uh, colouring for good. So that that's what usually happens, that y- your head will get a bit big, it can get itchy, it can get a bit sore, but it will go back down to normal. Um, there are people who've lost all their hair to bad reaction to colour. Another woman recently went bald and her entire face swelled due to a hair dialogy, uh, despite having dyed her hair for years prior, and that can happen. It just depends. Well, you can develop allergies to anything yes. over your life. They yes. say that the everything kind of goes in a seven-year cycle, and I don't know how true that is or not, but, you know, you can have seven years of bad skin and then seven years of good skin. Okay. and then so, so they say it's all in a seven-year cycle. Okay. Um, how true that is or not, I don't know. Well, here's another hair one, and this is uh, a lady who decided to try a trendy silver-grey hairstyle. She ordered some inexpensive... Uh, hair colourant off Amazon for just over £3. Well, that tells me everything. You get what you pay I'm for. I'm really sorry. But however, despite not being able to read the directions, which were in another language, 
<laughs> she attempted to use it anyway. I mean, I've been in that profession. I wouldn't, if I couldn't read the instructions, there's no way I would do it. But sometimes there's a picture. You see, that's the problem. There can be a picture. And even though I'm used to this, sometimes you're looking and going, what? And you've also got to work out ratios. People think you just put some stuff in a bottle and add some peroxide. But you've got to work out the ratios of, of how much colorant to how much um, uh, activator. Uh, but it says the hair tint card contains all kinds of allergens. Ones would not have passed the rigorous testing usually required for sale. So there you are. She had it. Uh, it looks at by a dermatologist. So there you go. But how? I don't know how that could be available on Amazon. If it's so, I mean, do they not do any checks for no, things I like that? No, I don't think they do. I, <clears throat> I've also heard this in the diamond trade, where zircons are sold instead of diamonds, and then people get it and don't realise it's not, and then they take it to a jeweller only to find it as a Zycon, and then go back to the place they bought it only to discover they're not in trading anymore. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I think, yes, I think I think Amazon might be a bit more uh, rigorous, but, um, <coughs> excuse me, um, I, I don't think they would run a check on anything. The one, that, the story that gets me the worst is this poor lady uh, who used her friend's makeup brush she used a friend makeup brush. She was totally unaware that the friend had a staph infection on her face and the infection travelled to this woman's spine, leaving her paralysed and in a wheelchair, all because she used her friend's makeup brush. It's terrifying, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's some kind of staph, Stuart, that's a, a kind of bacterial... Yeah, mm-hmm. Staphylococcus. Yeah, Staphylococcus. Yes. Um, you know, it... it it's dreadful. Imagine, imagine though, using a brush and ending up in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, ending up with the same disease on your face. That's just dreadful. It's, isn't it? it's bad enough. Yep. But there's another hair one here. This is the no poo movement, which has been big with increasingly large numbers of people opting away from traditional lathering shampoos and instead going for cleansing conditioners that supposedly leave the hair soft and healthy. But hundreds of women are suing one company, one of the biggest names in the business, claiming that the popular hair care brand led to their locks falling out in huge lumps. One woman even posted photos on her Facebook page to show the horrifying damage she experienced after using the products. The company, of course, denies the claims, but considering 200 women in 40 uh, 40 American states have filed a class action lawsuit thus far, there's no telling where this story will go. See, that's terrifying as well. Imagine just using something as simple as a conditioner, cleansing conditioner, and and your hair falling out. I mean, don't get me wrong, American are the best. They're they're the leaders in the world for shampoo products, for hairdressing products. Um, But I I must admit, I've always preferred a shampoo. I mean, they don't lather as much nowadays. They absolutely don't. Uh, A general tip is if you shampoo your hair twice, the first... The first shampoo shouldn't lather that much. The second mm-hmm. shampoo should a bit. You should get much more. Uh, and then the conditioner goes on afterwards. And the thing about the conditioner is, if you want a tip for really conditioning your hair, use as hot a water as you can on the hair. Put the conditioner on, let it cool down, and then rinse it off with lukewarm water. So what you're doing is you're expanding the hair, you're allowing the product to go in, it's closing down, and you then use lukewarm water to take off the residue. You won't open the hair and take all the conditioner out. That's yeah. how it works. So I don't know how these uh, no-shampoo products work. No, it seems a bit weird. I, I, I don't know if I could put just a conditioner, mm-hmm. like a cleansing conditioner, yes, on my hair. Yes, I, I need to actually feel like it has kind of. I know what you mean. My first shampoo doesn't really lather up, and then the second one. It's when you get that that second wash lather that you feel your hair is clean. Mm-hmm. Yes, you get it. Yeah, that's right. That's mm. right. So we have false eyelashes as well. 
Uh, many women head to the salon for false eyelashes in hope of getting lush-looking lashes, but one 37-year-old woman was left with just the opposite from her appointment soon after having false lashes applied by a beautician. The inner rims of her eyes started getting red and sore, and this wasn't the first time she'd had this reaction. She said, I should have known better, because I experienced similar stinging and burning five years ago, the first and only other time I'd had false lashes fitted by a professional. While her eyes have been steadily healing since her doctor prescribed antihistamines and eye drops, her eyes are still so sensitive that she can't even wear mascara. Let this serve as a warning. Patch tests aren't just for hair tint. You're about to have lash glue around your eyes. Ask your service provider to do a patch test first. But the woman had had this done before and it, and it burned the first time. I'd have been very wary of getting it yeah, done again. Yeah, exactly, <clears throat> exactly. I mean, I never got patch tests. I wear false eyelashes every day. Nice. Um, and I never got patch tests before I got mine done. So just makes you think, doesn't it? Okay. Mm. Anyway, listen, Chris, thank you very much for taking us through that. It's a really interesting subject. And uh, get in touch with us at home. Let us know if you ever had a beauty disaster uh, or some kind of grooming disaster. It's 0845 602 0025. Those calls are charged at a local rate plus your network's access charge. Uh, you can also email info insightradio.co.uk. We're on Facebook and we're on Twitter as well. And if you want to take a look at this article, it's on Cosmo's website. It's cosmopolitan.co.uk. Thanks for listening to this podcast from RNIB's Insight Radio. For more podcasts, check out insightradio.co.uk.